0: Health-related programming on WERU is made possible in part by Inner Tapestry, Maine's holistic journal, featuring alternative health and natural living articles, calendar listings, and a directory of resources available at health food stores and alternative health centers. Seven eight one nine eight eight five or innertapestry.org, and by the nonprofit Whole Health Center on Mount Desert Island, since 1981, providing a broad spectrum of integrated care. Including individual and couples counseling, as well as nutritional and herbal health care, body work, and traditional Qigong therapies. 288 4128 or thewholehealthcenter.com. And the time is 10.01, and you are tuned to WERU-FM, 89.9 Blue Hill, 102.9 Bangor, and streaming online at WERU.org. And Healthy Options with Rhonda Feynman is up next. And when we said don't call earlier when the Barefoot Blues guy was getting done, we just mean for the show. You can still call 1-800-643-6273 and make a pledge at any time. Good morning. Hi, I'm Rhonda Feynman, and this is Healthy Options. And unfortunately, we do not have a call in today, but yes, absolutely call in your pledges because we couldn't do this kind of programming anywhere else. And um, helping us today and uh, interviewing, agreeing for an interview and telling us about what he does um, is Mike Shunny, who is a Tai Chi Chuan and Qi Gong um, teacher and practitioner. He studied here in the United States and in China with some of the finest masters in the world. And I imagine uh, we could go through the list and and, uh, he could tell us a little bit about the styles and all of that. He's competed in a variety of national and international um, competitions, including the first international Tai Chi Chuan Invitational Championship in Fuchu, China. Okay, He's an athlete and a team member of the U.S. uh, Tai Chi Chuan team. That was in 1993. And uh, he's a nationally known teacher. He focuses on community education programs, as well as teaching in colleges, university programs, and in our own uh, Midcoast area, and um, he is known for guiding his classes with humor and warmth, and I can attest to that. So I want to welcome you, Mike. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I am quite well. How are you doing?
1: I'm just enjoying this beautiful morning here, I want to just... Thank you, first, for having the opportunity to uh, spread the word a little bit about Taiji out there.
0: Absolutely. And, um, well, let's go right for it. Maybe um, you can, for those who aren't familiar with what uh, Taiji is, you can give us a little bit of a, of a sense of, of what we're talking about today.
1: Okay. Well, we can start with um, the term itself, Taiji tuan. And um, if you take it apart, uh, Tai and G equals something like... Uh, Um, grand, ultimate, and then the Chuan is hand or palm or sometimes fist. Um, So Taiji Chuan, which is the sort of longer term for Taiji, is sometimes translated that way, but I think it's better translated by taking Taiji as a phrase rather than two separate um, characters. And when you do that, it's great extremes. And the great extremes that we play with in Taiji Chuan are the yin and yang, as represented in that uh, Taiji symbol or yin yang symbol that most folks have seen out there. Um, and so it is a, a system in which we play with the great extremes of yin and yang and develop both to their fullest capacity um, in the human body. And using, um, in, in our case here, uh, the Yang style, the Yang family style of Tai Chuan is the most popular in the United States and, in fact, across the world um, because it's a little less um, athletic than some of the other styles, uh, the Chen style, from which it's um, legendarily derived. And so it's easy for folks um, of any physical ability to start learning a Yang style Chuan, sequence of movements. And it's characterized, the Yang style, especially by uh, slow, sort of flowing liquid movements um, with no impact. So there's uh, no uh, striking or stomping or very fast movements in the Yang style form. So it can be practiced um, very comfortably with folks of all kinds of uh, physical abilities and ages. So it's a uh, slow-moving, non-impact system rooted in uh, long history as a Chinese martial art
0: so um I, I just want to back up, and of course we 're talking about yin and yang, which is uh, yeah. of course something that I work with as well every day as an acupuncturist, Absolutely. and what we're we 're really talking about the same the same kind of of energetic um, connections, so for instance um, and, why, and I, I do want to get a little bit into why why that would be significant in terms of, of health and in movement and health. So if we consider the yang energy an active energy and a yin energy a, a more quiet energy and knowing that they all come from each other, right? Yin becomes yang and yang becomes yin, and we right. see it in the body, maybe the inside of our palms are yin and the outside of our, our arms and palms are yang, and, and that kind of thing correlates throughout the whole body, you know, with one part of our body being yin and the other yang, As we do the movements, and maybe you can describe more of that, how the movements move into each other. So in fact, we are activating all of the yin and yang in ourselves as we practice.
1: Yeah, exactly. One, one of the, um, there are ten primary principles that have been handed down, especially through the Yang family, for um, these are the principles that actually um, make up a Taiji practice. And we use different sequences of movements. Even the Yang family has many different sequences of movements in which to explore and embody those ten principles. But the principles themselves when we embody them, that's what brings about um, the benefits of what we call Chi Quan. But the, um, I think the primary uh, sort of big picture is that yin and yang, sort of like the positive and negative terminals on a battery, um, if you have a very highly developed um, yang energy Potential in the body and a highly developed yin energy potential in the body. Then you have the possibility of a great um, current flow or energy flow in the body between those two points. And so Taiji is uh, based on that principle. In when we move in the Taiji Chuan sequences, we're trying to relax as much as possible and differentiate as much as possible between the yin parts of our movement and our body and the yang parts of the body and the movement and in that way we stimulate the largest possible energy flow through the body at the same time as we're relaxing as much as possible through the movement so that that energy can flow uninterrupted from one to the other
0: So, so some some of the ten principles really have to do with alignment and how we're how we are moving, right? They give us instruction. Maybe you could, obviously, we don't have to go into actual every teaching specific, but maybe you could give us an idea of what those principles are and what we're looking at and what what you would introduce in in one of your classes.
1: Yeah, uh, about half of the principles have to do with uh, mechanical alignment, so that we make the body as comfortable as possible and as efficient as possible so even when we're standing just standing up, standing still uh, we pay attention to several uh, basic alignment principles like relaxing the shoulders and the chest um, so that they sink down comfortably and the uh, top of the head feels Um, most of the classics talk about feels as if suspended by a golden thread from the heavens. So we have this idea of the top of the spine being attracted upwards, and then the base of the spine, being the yin aspect, is attracted into the earth. And so there's this uh, relationship to nature in that we have a part of the body, a part of the insubstantial part of the body belongs to the heavens and a part of the body belongs to the earth and in between those two if we have good balance and we have a healthy human being so we explore those by feeling the base of the spine attracted to the earth and feeling the top of the spine attracted up into the heavens and then relaxing everything in between so that's the the relaxation um, alignment part of the Taiji principles. And then we group that or add to that uh, principles about relaxing the other parts of our mind, body, spirit. So the mind itself, making sure that that's not attached to anything other than exactly what we're doing right now. So in that way, it's as relaxed as possible. And the spirit, uh, also being the part one of the parts that belongs to the young, um, heavenly aspect, the spirit allowed to lift naturally, and, and we also have other sort of biomechanical dynamic principles that talk about coordinating the upper and lower body movements and the inner and the outer body movements, and continuous flowing movement. That's so kind of a, a brief overview mm-hmm. of all principles and how they work together.
0: No, that's wonderful. It is somewhat like it is meditation in action in a, in yeah, a way. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it is an irony as we talk about this in, in the terms of health and in our culture and perhaps other cultures as well, we have to learn to relax. We have to learn uh, what a natural state is again.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: And, and so and, we're... Uh,
1: yeah, you know, we've done several uh, exercises in uh, in class where um, we learn uh, first that we're carrying unnecessary tension, and then we play with different methods of letting go of that sort of just residual muscular noise in the body, so that we can allow the fuller flow of this energy in the body that's available.
0: So when we're talking about yang style, we are, as you said, you're, it, it is uh, an evolution of a family style based on, I guess, great, great traditions. When, when one watches someone do tai chi or does it themselves, it, it, the flow, the movements, uh, is there a, a reason that they're in the order that they're in? Is there, uh, how did that come to be, and, and how does that facilitate or not facilitate all of the things we've been talking about?
1: Yeah, they have played with the sequences of movements um, over many, many generations. And the the history of Taiji actually predates written history. So there are lots of legends about the origin of Taiji, but it is um, very closely linked to uh, Chinese medicine and all of those principles and also Taoist traditions. And we know that most of those things... Uh, go back a good 5,000 years or so. So the the current sequence of movements that the Yang family has passed down, we can trace back to probably only the, the 1700s reliably. And before that, the history gets kind of fuzzy and it gets intermingled with the history of the Chen family. And then following it back from there, you go into uh, temples where it was practiced widely for health while monks were seeking enlightenment. But it's been uh, taken out of the temples by primarily the, the Chen family is recognized and then the Yang family and passed around all of China because it was found to be really good for health and also general raising of the spirits. So a useful tool, and then it was also discovered at some point that it was great for self-defense.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Almost accidentally discovered, but then um, developed in that line. And so each of the movements does have in Taiji Chuan, which uh, not not all um, embodiments of Taiji principles are Taiji Chuan. Some you can have Taiji basketball, for instance, if you're embodying those principles, then you can call it Taiji. Um, Taiji Chuan itself has that um, connection to the, ha- the hands, the palms, the fists, and so it has roots as a, a martial art.
0: So you're saying, and in the historical, that it really didn't start as a martial art? It became a martial art? Or is that vague, or do we... That was one of the questions I had how do we do healing you know and uh, from a balanced martial art the balanced idea of of using the least amount of force you know and 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 I imagine that um and this was a question I had about how that also um in comes into play in terms of healing from whatever, a serious illness, an acute illness, or even just some discomfort, that those principles of using the least amount of force seems to be really basic healing principles.
1: Yeah, exactly. So we use the exact same principles when we're playing with another person, whether that's in a healing partnership or whether that's in a sort of a self-defense application, as we do when we're practicing the form the sequence of movements by ourselves for our own health and healing. And as a, as a martial art, it has a um, as its goal doing no harm. And you can, you can immediately relate that to the medical field of working with folks um, in any kind of healing partnership. The first principle, of course, is to do no harm. And... So the, the legends of uh, Taiji as is a martial art. Um, I think one of my favorite stories is about Yang Luchan, which is only a few generations back. He was known throughout China as Yang the Invincible. <laughs> and uh, traveling from town to town just trying to share the art of Taiji, he would often be accosted by the local town uh, bully, just trying to prove uh, that the bully was the strongest and best, and his martial art was better than Master Young's. And in one town, um, it was a very high wall, and Master Young was normally able to just avoid confrontations with these kinds of folks, but this guy uh, sort of cornered him on top of this high wall, which overlooked uh, a river and lots of rocks below, And so Master Yang had to engage with this guy, and uh, the guy would come at him time and time again with more and more and more force. And in Taiji, instead of resisting the force, you blend with it and just deflect it slightly. And so that's what he would do over and over again until finally this uh, other guy um, just decided to at him with full abandon, and even with the smallest um, effort that Master Young could put together in blending with this guy, he threw him off the side of the wall, and it (laughs) meant meant certain death for the man.
0: Oh, whoops.
1: Yeah, so Master Young, before the guy could actually disappear over the side of the wall, Master Young grabbed him, grabbed his arm, and pulled him back up on top of the wall, and then he spent a very long time apologizing to the man that his skill in Taiji was not high enough to keep the other man out of danger. <laughs> and so that's a, a great story for explaining the uh, philosophy of Taiji as a martial art, and that is that everybody is on their own path and deserves their own path, and we're not about changing anybody's path. We're just about maintaining our own path, recognizing and maintaining our own And so when we encounter something that's uh, trying to interrupt us on our path, or it appears to be, we just let it pass on by and continue on its path while we continue on ours, and try not to disturb either path.
0: That is the ultimate yielding moment story. Yeah. That's that's truly the ultimate yielding (laughs) story. (laughs) Exactly. Which, of course, is not something that is fostered in our, our world, our society, and we have to relearn that. And, um, and, and so do you think that, that some of the discomfort in our bodies, some of our, I mean, that, that we do feel has to do with that resistance? Maybe the difference, differentiation between strength and force and control? I mean, do you, in, in the people you've worked with as a healing modality, do you, do you come up against that?
1: yeah um I think it's very similar to the work that you do, just recognizing that um, disease is really some kind of blockage or imbalance um, to the natural flow that moves according to the body's innate wisdom um, so we we recognize that in arts like Taiji and and then look for these blockages and try to help folks. Um, Release those, relax through them, and allow the full flow that's already there. Really.
0: So, you know, I'm I'm actually being lulled into this entire meditative state just as we discuss this. I'm I, this this is wonderful. So I want to remind everybody to sit up straight, lift your spirit, relax. This is right. This is your this is your true nature. Just you know feel the yielding moments, and then go to the phone and make a pledge. Oh, wait. Uh, wait—that's uh, uh, <laughs> That has to do with a different path, I think. But I do, <laughs> I do, I do want to say that... That's part that, of your path right now. You know? That's right. Follow the path. Um, you're listening, by the way, to Healthy Options um, on WERU, and I'm, I'm Rhonda Feynman, and we're here with uh, Mike Shoney, a uh, very masterful and, uh, and uh, very skilled uh, uh, Taiji-Juan and Qigong practitioner and teacher, here, um in the mid coast area and and yeah so um anyway so we're we're discussing the, the idea of yielding as a um, as a path towards health and a path towards um, feeling balanced in in your own body and I, I guess what this says to me then especially in this particular um style is that it seems like there would be ways to adapt this for senior citizens, for people who aren't used to moving as well, to, to kids who are used to moving. Have, have you worked um, in, that, in that realm?
1: Yeah, some of the most um, um, exciting classes have been with folks that um, the class was set up specifically for folks that have physical challenges like uh, advanced arthritis or Um, recovering from some kind of uh, surgery, disability, um, joint replacement, uh, all those sorts of things. And uh, those folks, because they've been headed downhill for some period of time, are really excited about turning that around and starting uphill a little bit. (coughs) Pardon me. So... um, we uh, run into the situation where we've had to slow those folks down because with their newfound range of motion or capacities, <laughs> they want to go out and start doing the things that they were doing when they were 25, and, uh, but they want to do it all at once. You know? <laughs> so we have to kind of uh, rein them in a little bit because it's just so exciting for them. And it's just really exciting to watch that, too, to see folks regaining uh, some of their previous capacities. And uh, it's one of the lofty promises of Taiji Chuan as as an art is that it uh, promises to return childlike qualities to us. And uh, I think that's meant on many different levels. Um, But one of them is uh, just the playfulness that we... We try to uh, embody, even in, uh, even in our sort of formally shaped classes, uh, we're still wanting to keep the, uh, the playful aspect, and especially when folks are doing their own Taiji at home, we really encourage folks to, to play with principles and not worry so much about the exact traditional movements uh, more thinking about the principles and seeing what their body can do with those principles in their current state of health, whatever it might be.
0: So, are you adapting when you're working with uh, someone recovering from a serious illness, or even not a serious illness? Are you adapting the form then, or do you? Teach yeah, we the use
1: form? yeah yeah we use the uh, the traditional Young style form as the basic vehicle, but then we adapt it as necessary. So we do some seated. Um, Taiji forms using the same um, movements and usually involving playing some videos or DVDs or something that show the traditional form along with um, folks doing the movement in the chair so that they can, in their mind, play the lower body part um, mm. along with it. And that the power of the mind is... Um, a huge aspect of Tai Chi and using that can stimulate all kinds of energetic flow and circulation in the lower limbs, even if they're not being fully articulated through the traditional form. When you're seated, there's still a way to stimulate circulation.
0: And you do that through visualization of the movements? And
1: Yeah, yeah, an actual feeling. So even when you're sitting like we are now, probably, everybody that is listening is probably sitting down. Um, And like you say, sitting out on the edge of the chair is the best way to do that so that your feet are flat on the floor, and you're allowing the spine to be long and straight and the top of the spine through the top of the head feeling attracted upwards into the heavens. So you can even do this while you're driving. And, uh,
0: just just don't be, close your eyes.
1: Yeah, I yeah, just need to be keep, <laughs> keep awareness, which is also one of the requirements of Chi. because when we do the movements, we don't go to sleep. We actually raise our awareness of ourselves and our surroundings, but it's in a very relaxed, unattached way. So you can do that while you're driving, and you can actually feel what's going on on the bottom of the feet while you're driving or while you're sitting. So it's not so much pure visualization as searching the body for the feedback of, what's it feel like on my little toe on my left foot right now? Mm -hmm. What's it feel like on the middle toe of my right foot? What does it feel like on the back of my calf right now? So actually going out and looking for the physical feelings, and that looking itself stimulates the circulation and the energy flow. So in the classics, they say um, qi follows yi. Yi is mind intent or attention, and qi is the vital energy of the body. And then blood also follows. So we have all kinds of circulation moving to whatever part of the body we put our attention in.
0: So perhaps you can... uh, That was really excellent. Now, if someone wanted... In some of the classes, you talk about the Tai Chi step, and it's really the foundation of some of the movements, but it's, it's just to start to feel how, just what you're describing, this energy flowing. So perhaps you could talk us through that a little bit. Everyone can get, if, if, if you're willing, to yeah. have that sense. Now that we're already aligned, we have our energy. Feeling what our feet are feeling like, and feeling what our head—you know—how our head is attached to that golden thread. Perhaps we could get the benefit of that kind of movement. If you're,
1: up. yeah, yeah, exactly. Somebody in in a class just a couple weeks ago mentioned the idea when they were standing and feeling relaxation along the body. Um, they thought of the image of a candle, um, an old-style candle that actually drips wax. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, So they felt sort of the excess tension and effort of the body sort of melting down the sides of the body, moving towards the earth, just gravity pulling it down. And at the same time, you can imagine a flame, a candle flame at the top of the head. And those are great images for reflecting yin and yang. So the yang of the flame um, reaching up towards the heavens and we have this basic concept in arts like Tai that the body is basically expansive, that the spirit is basically expansive. If we get out of the way, it's expansive. That's its nature. And that the, uh, the body is uh, wanting to belong to the earth and the spirit wanting to be big and expansive. So we have this idea of a flame at the top of the head or some other image that helps you um, raise the spirit and also feel the top of the spine extended upwards. And then you you can do this sitting down or standing up. We first explore yin and yang inside the body by moving all of our weight to one foot. So in the traditional form, we'll move all of our weight first to the right foot and we'll align the base of the spine so that we feel the base of the spine pulled towards the earth through the right foot. So that means relaxing the joints of the right leg and the right hip and actually turning a little bit the body to the right so we can feel that mechanical alignment of the base of the spine to, through the right foot into the earth. And when we do that, then we notice that the left foot empties and becomes very light. And so we're able to take that foot off the floor and just step out a little bit, maybe shoulder width with the left foot. And then we allow the weight to sink back to between the two feet. So we feel the spine attracted to the earth between the two legs, between the two feet, at a point roughly halfway. And then or Taiji stepping, which is, as you say, the foundation, we will continue that weight shift and move it all the way over into the left foot. Now we have the spine aligned through the left foot, and we feel all the weight there, and the right foot is now empty. And we just pivot the right leg, leaving the heel on the ground. We pivot the whole leg up at the hip joint, turning it out just a little bit, less than 45 degrees and then we shift the weight again. So this is a characteristic of Tai Chi movement, is we're constantly putting all of the weight in one foot, and then all of the weight in the other foot, and then all of the weight in the other foot. and then. So this constant shifting back and forth allows us to explore what it feels like to have complete fullness in one leg, complete emptiness in the other, so we get in the Ong aspects. Now we have all the weight in the right foot, And we have the empty left leg. We can step forward slightly with the left foot, just stepping with the leg, the left leg itself. The whole body stays put, attached through the spine, through the right foot to the earth. Just the left leg, which is empty, steps out. And then we shift the weight continuously and gently to the left foot, here we keep the right foot attached to the earth, relaxed and fully extended, but not lifted off. So minimum effort. And then we just continue that process. So that's one Taiji step. So it's a, it's a meditative kind of movement, meditative walking as you shift the weight back to the right foot, emptying the left, turning it out slightly, shifting all of the weight then to the left foot, which frees up the right to step forward, and then shifting all the weight forward to the right foot, keeping the left foot attached to the ground and the left leg allowed to fully extend. And in that way, you proceed one step at a time. So wherever you are in this stepping process, you're completely comfortable, you're completely stable, and you can deal with whatever you find at that point. So as a martial art, it's very important that you're always stable and comfortable and balanced so that the upper body, which is free to relax completely, can deal with whatever input you're getting. And then the lower body is in charge of carrying you across the room or across space and changing direction when you need to.
0: So you can really yep. get all the benefits just by practicing this? Yeah. Would
1: the, you think? Uh, yeah, we usually introduce this in the first couple of classes, um, Taiji stepping, because it's the foundation of all the movement. And then usually on top of that, to give folks something to do with their upper body, we introduce a coordinated hand movement, such as when all of your weight is in the right foot, then your right hand comes up to about throat height and faces down with the shoulder and elbow very relaxed and no more effort than is absolutely needed for the hand to be at that height. So no effort in the hand or arm or shoulder or back, just the hand up. And then as you shift the weight from the right foot to the left foot, the right hand drops down in a very comfortable way and the left hand comes up with the same non-effort, and just continuing that every time you shift the weight, the hands swap positions. And in that way, you have a full, simplified IG form to practice. And it's very easy to learn in just a few sessions, but if you embody all ten principles while you're doing that, you get just about all of the benefits that you could from the long traditional form.
0: And, and there you have it with your the yin and the yang as we talked about earlier. The yin part of the body is moving, and the yang part. And there's a a, a wonderful internal meditation happening, almost the, an energetic massage going on.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: That um, that can be um, incredibly healing.
1: Just yeah, yeah. That's uh, if we're starting from the uh, basic concept that we don't have to push the energy around the body, that it knows where it needs to go, and that basically we just need to get out of the way of that, then this can be a, a really uh, productive practice with um, very little physical effort.
0: Another yielding moment right here. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Well, with all of, um, with this kind of description, uh, I'm, I'm just drawn again to the idea of how to use this with kids, and especially, mm-hmm. you know, how um, so many children have been uh, diagnosed, probably an overused diagnosis, which is another conversation of, uh, of attention deficit disorder. Um, it sounds like really introducing this, in a, and you use the word play so often as you discuss practice and movement. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, it just seems that, and getting back to our child nature, that this, in, in introduced uh, at an early age, could really help teach some of that stability, yielding, and and, and grounding.
1: Yeah, and really you can't start too soon because uh, we're seeing now that even children at age five and six are developing all kinds of tensions that they carry around them. Um, on a regular basis, a daily basis, um, tensions developing that lead to disease and and illness. And so the qualities that they're born with uh, get sort of trained away by all kinds of influences um, in daily life. And so it's important. And, uh, you know, we've recognized that, I think, uh, by having recess and things built into... Uh, school days, that that's an important balancing aspect for children's lives, uh, to keep them healthy, keep them exposed to fresh air and movement that's uh, unlike sitting down all day, um, movement that's sort of, uh, well, you just have to call it playful.
0: Playful? Yeah. This is
1: good. uh, Yeah. So in in China, the... um, IG is usually practiced by folks who are probably starting into their 30s or so. Up until that point, they use the other martial arts, which are a little more energetic, Mm -hmm. um, especially if you're watching them from outside. Um, The the overall uh, practice of martial arts in China is called wushu, and... Mm -hmm. Tai Chi is actually a part of that, but also Kung Fu is a part of that, and Shaolin and Long Fist and all sorts of um, Chinese martial arts. And children are usually taught those uh, just because it keeps their interest. But even within those, uh, what we would call external martial arts, there are the same kinds of principles of uh, coordination and balance and so they're not foreign um, concepts to people who start Taiji play at age thirty. They're sort or of 80. extensions, <laughs> yeah, or whatever. Yeah. They're sort of extensions of what they played with as kids. So um, we have done some classes with children, and uh, it's similar to um, it's similar to a timeout for a kid. Hmm. Where without
0: are, the negative connotations? Yeah,
1: exactly. But the same kind of thing that you get in a in a timeout, where you're just sort of being there. You're not uh, stimulated by any activity, and you're just uh, sort of being with yourself. Um, a lot of children are. Uh, it's kind of tough to keep them interested for. We normally do an hour and a half class for Tai Chi. For children, the class would be more like 20 minutes.
0: Sure. Absolutely. But all of us are getting so much stimulation. And, you know, kids in particular, but all of us with computers and radio and, and, uh, you know, and TV and and images and and news. And um, the idea of actually having quiet time is very, very uncomfortable to a lot of people. And so even, you're saying 20 minutes for kids, but I would say even for some adults, 20 Mm -hmm. minutes is is really a lot. You know, and... (laughs) I mean, if if they're just starting a practice, that would be plenty. So if if people are still practicing their their, their, uh, Tai Chi stepping, which, of course, no one told you to stop, so, of course, you're still going around your kitchen doing your Tai Chi practice right now. Um, (laughs) You know, if you're still with it, Great concentration. If you got a little caught up, just know it's just part of of our culture. You know, take time. Let's try yeah, exactly. another ten minutes later. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah, I don't think it's an accident that the uh, traditional uh, Yang style, Yang family style of Taijiquan, uh, takes about twenty five minutes to perform the whole sequence. Ah. I think that is um, purposeful in that you need about that length of time for the body to go through a whole set of processes, the first Mm -hmm. being relaxation, and then the the second being um, physical benefit from the relaxed movement, and then the third being sort of transmutation of the circulation that you've stimulated in the body into um, a more refined energy that can really help health in general and spirits your spirit in, uh, in the long run. So the Chinese are are nothing if not practical. <laughs> and so to put all of these things into such a compact system that you can do once a day, 25 minutes, without special uh, equipment or special clothing or special place or a team or anything else is so very practical um, and efficient, and that kind of thing is really important. Uh, the busier we get these days, uh, to have something that you can do on a regular basis that only takes twenty-five minutes that can really maintain your physical and help your emotional and spiritual health.
0: I'm just letting that sink in for a moment. That's mm-hmm. that's absolutely that's really profound. It sounds so simple, but it's really profound. And, you know, we're very practical here, too, and I just want to tell everybody who we're talking to (laughs) and (laughs) what's going on. You're tuned into Healthy Options on WERU, and I'm Rhonda Feynman, and we're speaking to uh, Michael uh, Shunny, who uh, practices and teaches uh, and is a master in in his own right of uh, Taiji Tuan and Qigong. And um, we are in the middle of a pledge drive, so I'm going to be practical here for one moment also, that uh, if you want to do your very very balanced movement over to the phone you could dial 1-800-643-6273 that's our pledge line you can pledge um, on the web at www.weru.org and once again that number is 1-800-643-6273 now and I want to go back to asking uh, Mike Shunny another another question Mm-hmm. Um when you were talking about the 20 minutes I remember at one point we were, um, you were mentioning something about that doing the practice three times it's a full hour and do you remember you and I am not remembering exactly what each of the the forms represent do you do you know Yep yeah.
1: yeah, they um it's uh commonly said for tai chi players that that your intent shapes what you get out of what you're doing. So when you plan your Tai Chi play for the day, when you step up to do your play, if you're intending to maintain your current level of health and on all levels, then one time through the sequence of movements, which would be about 25 minutes, is all you need to do. Um, If you'd like to improve in some way, or if you have a specific health problem that you're addressing, then they would say it's good to do twice a day. And that doesn't have to be back-to-back, but often is, just because it's so hard to start anything in the day that once you get started, it's much easier to just continue than it is to find another time in the day to do it again. So, And then if you're um, intending to make yourself pretty much as good as you can be, then three times a day would be a great thing to Mm -hmm. do. And sometimes it's uh, said that the first time through is just for physical health. Um, Some of that bubbles up into emotional and spiritual health, but basically very strong for physical health. And the second time through is more for Chi um, development, which affects um, the body in a much deeper way and also affects your emotional health. And then the third time through is said to be mostly for shen development or spiritual development. So the physical and the chi development are still happening, but the third time through is mostly for uh, or most beneficial for uh, the shen development or spiritual development.
0: The three treasures. Yes. Yep. The three treasures, what we need Absolutely. to treasure most. Yep. And what I'm realizing is that you are, we, we really haven't given out a local contact number for you, and you are local. Um, perhaps you could tell people how to get in touch with you.
1: Yeah. We're not I mean,
0: done yet, but, but I just. Uh.
1: <laughs> yeah, we're actually um, business members of WERU as well. So we are, um, our business name is InnerWorks. And that's Just all one word, InnerWorks. And uh, you can find us on the web at InnerWorksCenter.com. All one word, InnerWorksCenter.com. And our phone number, which you can also find on that site, but it's uh, 207-594-5553. And InnerWorks includes uh, Connie, who does... does Connie Evans. Yep, Connie Evans, who's an acupuncturist and physical therapist. And also, I'm happy to say, as my wife, and so you'll uh, see all those things on our on our website. And uh, mostly, we do, or I do, uh, the Taiji through outreach and community education programs. Um, right now, most of the classes are through um, Camden Hills High School in uh, Rockport, and the Adult and Community Education Center there. Um, I can give you their number if that would be sure. good. Sure. That's 207-236-7800, extension 274 for the uh, community education program. And we're currently doing uh, three classes a week, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday evenings there at Camden Hills. And uh, also doing private sessions here at Interworks. And do a class over at uh, the Warren Community Center as well. So we have a few things uh, going on out there that folks can uh, get a a good introduction or continuing education in uh, Taiji.
0: So we're also on, um, you know, we're on uh, broadcast uh, uh, streaming on the web here. And so not everyone's going to be able to uh, call and take advantage of your classes. What what are some guidelines if people are looking for teachers, and how do you determine who to study with or or how to approach this? What's well? What's your recommendation?
1: Well, it's uh, it's a difficult thing because there's no um, sort of worldwide standardization of uh, Taiji teachers. Um, there are different organizations out there that are endeavoring to find the best way to make sure that folks can find a good teacher when they're looking for them, but it's it's uh it's been through lots of uh, changes over the years uh, just since I've been playing and I'm sure a long time before that all of it stems from um, that a lot of these arts were secret they were not shared with the West until fairly recently um, and so there's still a bit of resistance out there to to sharing uh, the full uh, benefits and um, what they might call the secrets, and there are several books out there called The Secrets of Yang Family. There's actually a a really good one called Yang Family Secret Transmissions. And uh, there's another one by Chen Manqing called Steal My Art.
0: (laughs) S-T-E? S-T-A. Oh, okay.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Encouraging folks to steal his art um, and get the benefits from it. So it's kind of turned in the last um, less than 50 years to where a lot of folks are recognizing that uh, Tai Chi has a lot to offer the human community in general. And so it benefits us all for information to get out and be shared and allow people to try it out and see what it can offer them. Um, One of my... um, early teachers uh pat rice um who i'm still closely associated with started a um a Taiji gathering in uh, the shenandoah valley of virginia in winchester called a taste of china and it's now become the premier gathering for Taiji players all over north america and i happened to live in that area when that was being developed and so i got to be a big part of that and uh that's part of um, the uh, sort of promoting of Taiji through bringing people who have lots of experience and people who have no experience together in one place for an extended period of time and running lots of classes at all kinds of levels and having demonstrations. and uh, So gatherings like that are a great way for folks to taste a little bit of Taiji Chuan. And there are a number of um, books that are available, books and videos. But there is a there's a saying in, uh, in the Chinese Wushu community and Taiji community that it takes two years to find a good teacher. And then the corollary of that is it takes two years for the teacher to decide the student is worthy of the teaching and really start <laughs> teaching <laughs>
0: uh-huh.
1: the deeper aspects of Taiji. So um, I guess the short answer to your question would be there's not a foolproof way out there to find a good teacher, but it's. I think it's very similar to um, a healing partnership. So when you go to meet a doctor or an acupuncturist or somebody like that, if you feel that it's the right chemistry and this is a person that you can trust, and you sort of um, buy into the philosophy that that they seem to embody, then that's a really good sign for starting to study with them. Um Lots of, if you Google Taijiquan and the location that you're in, you'll probably pull up several classes nearby. And uh, if if anybody's interested in knowing if their teacher is is someone, I'm kind of exposed to a lot of teachers in, in the United States. So if somebody's interested in finding out if I know a person who's teaching locally, I'd be happy to, you know take an email from them or a phone call and just say whether I know this person or not, make a recommendation or not.
0: Well, that's very helpful. Let me give those numbers again if you do want to get in touch with uh, Michael Shoney for his own classes or for his advice on finding a teacher. Um, He can be reached at uh, the website, right innerworkscenter.com, and I imagine your email address is there and yeah. all of that, so you can connect with him there. And um, on the phone at 207-594-5553. So we have been um, really exploring some of the healing benefits and the depth of um, of tai Chi, tai Chi Tuan and how that can be, used, be useful in uh, maintaining in our well-being and our balance. And I have to tell you, Michael, I am so... Relaxed. I feel like I've just meditated for an hour. Oh, great! Really, just listening to you, I'm just lulled into this uh, fabulous state of, uh, of of balance and calm. So I want to thank you oh, for you're that. Welcome.
1: My pleasure. Thank <laughs> you for uh, for letting me talk a bit about my obsession.
0: <laughs> well, we haven't talked uh, more, and we we'll, we'll, you'll need to come back because uh, we need to discuss uh, some of your experiences in China and and uh, and what it was, what it means to be in a tai chi compass, uh, tai chi com, uh, competition. That sounds. good well, yeah, I'd be happy to. Yeah. yeah, that would that would be wonderful. And I just want to tell everybody if you've missed any of this program, um, shortly we will be available on the WERU archive section of the Healthy Options show. So you can uh, you can tune in and you can uh, listen to uh, Michael Chennai once again um, uh, walking you through some of the sitting and walking, basic walking meditation and walking tai chi. And that, of course, is at weru.org, www.weru.org. I also want to tell you that it is a pledge drive if you've enjoyed this, which I don't see how you couldn't, quite frankly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's laughing here. We're uh, call and pledge at 1-800-643-6273. That's a toll-free number. 1-800-643-6273. You can pledge online at www.weru.org. I want to just uh, thank Amy for doing all of her good engineering. And um, thank you Michael Shunny, for uh, being here on Healthy thank Options you, today.
1: Thank you, and thank you for doing this show, and for doing the work that you do out in the world as well.
0: Thank you. All right. Really, really uh, exciting work being done here, all over the mid coast. We're we're a great community. Support support your local radio station as well. I want to thank Petra Hall also for this fabulous little tune here. Once again, you are. Tune to WERU Community Radio, 89.9 FM Blue Hill, 102.9 FM in Bangor. Streaming and podcasting online at www.weru.org. And call in your pledges, 1-800-643-6273.